from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly for January 18th, 2023. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Desert Toyota Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at deserttoyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. It's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust. Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University. Play for something more education and hockey at liberty.edu m drive natural support for men looking to increase energy strength drive always free delivery at mdriveformen.com summer skates whether our original red or new black shower shoes show your game and style at summerskates.com and by college hockey inc your ncaa hockey resource College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode, another edition, if you will, of College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight, uh, podcasting from a parking lot, and I got the producer next to me podcasting from a uh, parking lot in Chandler, Arizona. My longtime co-host, Paul Hornstein, out on the beautiful island of Long Island. And at the palatial estate, I take it in the spatial, spacious basement. Paul, how are you? Uh, I don't know anything about... I, I don't know where you're coming <laughs> up with this palatial estate crap. I can't, people keep telling me that. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, I got bad sources, you're telling me, or what? Well, in this particular case, I would say yes. Yeah. Normally, my sources are bad, by the way. <laughs> um, well, this one, that one is, or those two, or those three, or whoever it is is telling you that. <laughs> um, I live next to the Bug Botanical Gardens. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. nice. Um, is that is that a highlight on, on the tour of Long Island that people want to go by? No. Oh, okay. It's just a wooded lot. <laughs> just check it. There's dispute over who owns what part of what on, the, <laughs> on both sides of me. The I, I love it. On the corner, I love and it. And the people who own the house next to me on one side, the wooded area between the two of them. Uh, I, I don't think they own any part of what I own or the bank owns, but uh, as far as my house is concerned, but. Um, <laughs> We're getting a little history lesson. I just started with the palatial estate, and all of a sudden I know everything there is to know about Mastic, New York. Except the fact that you're completely wrong about a palatial estate. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, whatever. It's Tuesday night. Normally we have a guest on tonight, but as you know, the craziness that is our lives uh, has prevented us from being able to do that tonight. So uh, we'll do our best to entertain you and, and tell you about college hockey at its finest. Games to talk about coming up this weekend. Huge games, as always. A couple tonight. And a couple tonight, as Paul Hornstein will remind us. Um, we will also <laughs> we'll also talk a little bit about... Uh, uh, I think we, we should touch one more time on the Richter because I think uh, for us having seven teams in our coverage area and having five goaltenders uh, in the on the Richter watch list, I thought it's still pretty impressive. We'll talk about that. Uh, RIT coming to Arizona State. I'll be there this weekend. Um, <laughs> and one never knows. <laughs> but but I got my fingers crossed that I'll be uh, at, at that weekend series. So give me a chance to see what, Paul, where do you have them? Number 13, something like that? Uh, no, I think they're 12. Okay. I was close. Um, That's true. So you got okay. them up there. I'm up there. They're in the right. tournament right now. Um, yeah, I well, if, they, if I had anything to say about it, they would be. Okay. Okay. Well, we're trying to make you the czar. That's what we're after. Oh, well, listen, I have no problems with that. We, we've gone over this. I mean, I'll be the czar. I have no problems with that um, because I would be good for college hockey. <laughs> you would be. I would be. I, I'll totally be on board with that myself. Um, because, because the first we're going to do, we're going to do a bunch of different things. And the first thing we're going to do is. Uh, we're going to take the advice of the transformation committee and expand the NCAA tournament. Yay. Okay. And we are going to start by having postseasons on campuses. Yay. Double yay. Okay. Um, and at least, you know, we'll, 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 we'll worry about, um, going to the places that are already set for the regionals as the second round. Okay. I like it. I like it so far. All right. And they can't say it can't be done because it's a baseball tournament all the time. Every year they do it at the baseball. <laughs> of course it can be done. Anything right. can be done if, if uh, you put your mind to it. Right. So, um, and, and uh, you said it to me earlier today. Uh, there's no way that the blue bloods are going to let this happen or want it to happen. Well, too no, no, oh, whoa, 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 too whoa, bad. too many words, too many words. I didn't say they wouldn't let it happen. I said they're not going to be particularly happy I said about they it don't happening. Want it to happen. Right. I said that too. Yeah. I, <laughs> too, I know you said it also, but, um, and, and the only reason I say that it, it they'll get over it, uh, wow, over a wow, period wow. of time. Yeah. But but I'm telling you right now that uh, the way parity is in college hockey, number one does not want to have to another battle with a number 32 team because it looks a lot worse on you if you get beat by a 32 team. It's like the basketball tournament. If 64 beats one, um, that's a major upset. Right. And guess but what? really, well, I, well, but hold really, on, hold on, hold on. And guess what happens? People talk about that for days and days and days. And days, and even as the next couple of rounds go on, the the average fan—that's all they're going to talk about. I totally and agree with talk you about it for years. But but who is the one that butt of those conversations? The team that got beat. Yeah, who cares? Especially if it's a certain <laughs> team that's up there now. Who cares? They can stick it. 
anyway, what I'm saying is I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying that it makes it harder um, for the top teams now because the number 32 team probably has beaten some of the top teams in the past, and that probably um, could mean that, that an upset would be easier based on the fact that so much parity in college hockey right now. Anyway. I, I like your all, I like your plan, Czar. Let's uh let's get a vote out there. Let's see if we can get Paul Hornstein to be the NCAA Czar, and maybe he'll move off the island for that. Oh well, if they're gonna make me the Czar, by the time that happened, I probably will be out of here. <laughs> the question would be, will I still be alive? <laughs> will you be ta- Will you be taking the snow with you, or are you gonna leave the no, snow? How about the snurt? You I taking snurt with you when you leave? Nope. <laughs> I uh, love it. Okay. Um, so anyway, that just, that's uh, when's the transformation committee going to have their information voted on? Paul, do you know that? I, I think it's supposed to happen sometime this week or next week. Ah, so it's getting close sometime before the first of February. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as we've talked about it, There is no way that college hockey is going to grow without expansion. Oh, I said that that years ago. Yeah, but nobody listens to you. I know that. I know that. That's clearly, clearly the case, at least in some states. And you're sitting here. And you want schools to add teams. And as the conferences exist at the moment, they nobody wants to bring on these new teams. So there are two choices. You have to make it either easier for independent teams to make the tournament or you need more conference and you need more conferences. And if you're not going to expand the conferences, like I said, you need more conferences. And you, need you know what, you know what sounds really good? Eight conferences with eight teams each for now. Yeah, but that's Okay, that's easy. So, all right, fine. So then what so, in other words, what you're saying is, well, you're just going to leave it at 64 teams for, for college hockey. No, because we know we're going past that. I'm just saying that's where you got to start. And then you might, have to add, you might have to add two at a time. You might have two 10-team conferences. You might have, you know. Well, listen, if, 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 first of all, if you're going to do this, right, there are certain things that you can't do, even if you're going to do because, first of all, right, you can't force a team to leave a league. You have to incentivize them to do it on their own. Okay, and so if there are, if so, if say for example, you have a team that wants to leave a league for somewhere that it's more geographical. Uh, geographically a better fit or they can compete better or you know there's 
more like-minded schools somewhere else, then, you know, you have to, you have to, if you're going to do this fairly, you have to give them a one-time chance to leave without making them pay a fortune. Yeah. I mean, I get it because, and and I get it because people, you know, leagues don't want teams being poached. Of course not. Okay. Um, but if you're going to do it right and you're going to do it for the betterment and the growth of the game at the college level, you need to be able to, A, let teams move around a little bit, B, create some, some more conferences, and C, even when that's done, you need to leave some room for more teams to come in. So say for example, and I'll and I'll I'll make I'll I'll make it easy. Okay? We'll leave LIU out of this because they're more geographically advantaged than 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 the others. But let's just say for example, you do some realignment and you get the two Alaskas, ASU, right? Uh, we'll say Lindenwood for simplicity's sake because crap, everybody can get the They're same west. Place. They're everybody west. Everybody can get the same place. West of the, west of the Mississippi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So you got so you got the, the two Alaska schools, ASU. Can we Lindenwood. poach Augustana too? What? No, can we leave, po- them, oh. leave them. I want to poach already po- in the CCHA. Odd numbers, by the way. All right, so I want to poach them. Whatever. So, and let's just for like I said, the two Alaska schools, ASU, Lindenwood. Okay. Um, and let's just say that for the odd occasion that you are correct, and UNLV jumps. What? The, what was that bill about the odd occasion? Who told you about Lindenwood uh, a year before anybody else believed yeah, it, except yeah, yeah, Rick yeah. Zombo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's them. And say because you're allowed, teams are allowed to realign. So now we get the true czar in Air Force. Oh, you're gonna poach Air Force, are you? I'm not. Po- I'm giving them. I'm just saying you're giving them a chance because you're. Creating a Western League. I'm not really poaching them. Okay, you're just they giving are... them a better option, which is poaching. Correct. Well, fine, whatever. <laughs> All right, you have to have it set up. So, say UNLV jumps, and then say five years from now, um, say you know Nike writes a check. And somebody down south writes a check. All right, so they got to go somewhere. You know, you got plenty of room to slide them right in there. Let's say, um, on, on the other coast, let's say a black and red team decides to jump. They're going to need a place to play. They would be the version on the east coast but they're gonna need a place to play 
right? So you have to be able to leave some room in whatever reconfiguration you make so that you incentivize teams to jump. Yeah, I'm listening. So, you know, uh, ideally you would have eight conferences because those numbers work better with a 32-team tournament. I want everybody to hear that. You just said that the numbers work better. Yeah. I don't think I've been telling you about Forget these odd number crap. No, 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 no. Let's have have even number teams. Stop, stop. I didn't say there had to be even numbered teams in the leagues. (laughs) You just said eight works better. (laughs) I said eight leagues. That's even. about how many teams in the leagues. That's even. Eight eight leagues is even. Well, yeah, right. There's six now. That's even. I know, but eight, eight even. Uh, makes it very easy to do the tournament. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Because um, you have okay. eight conference champions. Right, I understand that. But I, I but that doesn't mean there has to be eight teams in the league. I didn't say that. I just said you said it was eight. Makes sense because it's a nice balance because it's even. Right. Just like the schedule makers, when they're ready to make a schedule, they prefer to have even numbers so that they can make everything work out and not Big Ten officials to Arizona State. Oh, did I say that or was I just thinking it? Anyway. We're, we're, we can get, that's another discussion. <laughs> no, that's a week's worth of discussions. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but, you know, in our theoretical world where I'm the czar, My goal is eight leagues. I don't care if there's a, an eleven-team league. The schedule maker sure would. What? The schedule maker would care. Oh, stop it! No. So there, there's there's two leagues. There's a couple of leagues that are odd numbers now. I know, and those schedule makers aren't happy. I'm told. No, they'll get over it. <laughs> and by the way, if you have thirty-two teams making the tournament, that should allow. For those wimpy crybaby teams that we're blue bloods, you can go play somebody on the road and it's not going to kill you, <laughs> which would also help grow the game. Oh, but how about if we're doing that? We just have four teams from every conference make the tournament. No. That's that's the no. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm not trying to get rid of the pairwise either. Uh, I would be a fan of that, but anyway. No, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not trying to get rid of the pairwise. I'm trying to address what people perceive as the issues. For example, attend at the postseason outside of the Frozen Four. Yeah, well, that that that's something that's been discussed and should have well, been changed years ago. Well, once again. Kind of like the fact that the West region should not east of the Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. We understand that. Okay. I'm not arguing that. Um, but you can't force the city to bid on it either. Uh, you can't. They'll get over it. <laughs> well, listen, you you. Can't just tell them. You're forcing the city to take on an NHL team right now. 
Yeah. I get that. <laughs> open dates. I'm just saying. No, I get that. They had the open dates, though. So now you get eight, you know, 32 teams, and you play the first rounds on campus. Yeah, nobody's going to argue with that. You've already made that point. We, we, we believe you, Czar. We will go with it. Let's talk hockey now. We're tired of this. We are talking hockey. No, we're talking semantics about okay. hockey. Well, let's right. uh, let's start talking about what's happening on the ice and what teams can do or can't do to get themselves into the pairwise. Because uh, you need to get into the the lower part of the pairwise if you want to get into the tournament. How many teams do you think, Paul? Is fifteen? You got to be fifteen or better. Well, until RIT jumps into the into the top sixteen or the top or or if, until RIT gets in there in that top fifteen. Or wherever it wherever it is, I think it'd be sixteen. All right, yeah, you do have to finish fifteenth because whoever wins that league is going to get one of those spots. So you have to be in the top fifteen. Not news. Yeah, but what happens if in the Big Ten one of those teams wins their conference? Well, right. That's now, not. That's not in the top sixteen. Uh, so you're talking about Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, they might be in the top 15 by the time the end of the season rolls around. Okay. They're not at, they're not Let's go to the right NCHC. What if, right. uh, what if one of three teams wins the NCAA or the NCHC frozen faceoff? What if it's Minnesota Duluth or uh, North Dakota or um, Chris Mayotte's Colorado College Tigers? Right. What about them? What if they win? What if one of them wins a frozen faceoff? Oh, then you got to be in the top 14. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you're comfortable this year unless you're in the top 13. I think you want to be 13 or better to, to say, I can breathe tonight. I know that I'm going to be in the tournament. Well, I, I, I get that. Um, because I think there's upsets coming this time more than ever before, Paul. Um, and when I say upsets, I mean teams that are not in the tournament based on the pairwise winning their conferences and taking away spots uh, from teams because uh, I would not rule out any one of those three in the NCHC from, from pulling the upset in the frozen faceoff. I would not rule out any of them. Well, let's put it um, this way. And the Big Ten, I don't think the Big Ten is going to have, um, you know, that one of those teams that's already in win their tournament either. I, I think a Michigan State could pull an upset. I think a Notre Dame could pull an upset. Uh, first of all, Michigan State's 12 right now. So they don't right have now. to worry about it. Right now. Well, yeah. But they have to play games against the top so teams in their else. conference. So does everybody else. I know, but they could get bumped out. If they're 12 right now, it's going to be hard for Minnesota to get bumped out. Well, but It's going to be hard for Penn State, the way you have them, to get bumped out. It's going to be hard for Michigan to get bumped out. Right. But it would be quite easy for Michigan State to get bumped out. Sure. And they could come back in by winning the Big Ten tournament. They could. You forgot about Ohio State. Yeah. So what I'm saying is. Big Ten has four teams in the top eight right now. Okay. And I think one of the teams outside of there could get in by winning the tournament, which would somebody else out. That's right, my you're point. You're only talking about one team there. Which team? You're only talking about Notre Dame. 
um, currently. But we all know that they, they can't stay there because they have to Why? play each other. And it, when they play each other, somebody's going to slip because uh, they, they're not going to have all ties. Oh, no, they're not. But the, the, the odds of any of those top four falling low enough to get knocked out. No, I'm not talking spot. about top four. I'm not talking I'm about talking top about four. I'm, th- I'm talking about Michigan State. And uh, I'm talking about Notre Dame. Right. Anyway, my point well, being is I think is, this well, is going to be the year. This is going to be the year I predict that there will be at least two additional conference winners, tournament winners, that will get bids and will take them away from teams. So if you're a team like Arizona State who uh, now is out of contention for the NCAA tournament, I think you would you would look at it and go like, you know what, Um we really had to be a lot lower in the pairwise. We needed to be in the top 13. Um, so it wouldn't have mattered if we got to 14 or 15 because this year it wasn't going to work. Um, so what's more frustrating, Paul, being out now or or being that close and getting bumped out? Let's say you have some crazy thing like a 25 or 26 win season and then somebody upsets somebody in their conference tournament and takes away your spot. I can live with that. You could? Uh, much much easier than you could be in out right now. Yeah, because this sucks. <laughs> oh, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. If you had a twenty six win season as an independent and you didn't qualify for the tournament, I think that would suck too. Of course it would. I but think that pain would be harder because you you least. would look at it and you would say, "Oh my goodness, we played about as good as we could." In an independent schedule, got 26 wins, and we still didn't get in the tournament. First of all, with that schedule, if they win 26 games, they're in the tournament. Because they would be in the top 10. Yeah, well, hopefully. You don't know. You don't know. Those wins could could come against the wrong teams. uh, You're still, if you were winning 26 games, they would be in the tournament. Not guaranteed. Okay, whatever. Um, as for those I'm just people, asking you what what's, you asked, the, and I'm what's the most you painful, and you're you're telling me the most painful is right now, yeah. uh, and that it wouldn't it wouldn't be nearly as painful to get bumped out at the last second because you had 26 wins. Well, I'm going to do this way. Uh, I would have taken my chances with 26 wins. Okay, fair you, enough. Because you wouldn't have had that many upsets. Because first of all, don't forget for most of these leagues now. Teams are playing two out of three on their campuses in the first round. So for those upsets to take place, um, you would have to say, and we'll use the Big Ten. By the way, right now, uh, Michigan is playing on the road, by the way, to start the Big Ten tournament. (laughs) Uh, are Are you taking it? Not taking them on the road against uh, whoever they play? Well, I mean... Because I'm taking them. I'm taking them to win whoever they play. That's fine, but... it uh, just And I'm basing my, my here on points percentage because not everybody's played the same amount of games. So the first round, that other maroon and gold team would get a, would get a bye into the second round. And... Uh, it would be, and that's the reason for having even numbers, by the way. Forget this whatever, bye crap. Get, well, whatever. Um, whatever. Ohio. Um, 
and I don't know who would win the tiebreaker, so I'm just put, I assume that they have it on top by by that. Um, Ohio State would play Wisconsin. Michigan State would host. I mean, Penn State would host Michigan. Oh, that would be a battle, but Michigan would win. Maybe, and Michigan State would host Notre Dame. And then Actually, one of those so- two teams I'm would sorry. win. I'll take that back. Let me re- rephrase that. Michigan State, yeah, because would 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 host Notre Dame, and Penn State would host Michigan, or something along those lines. And Michigan could happen. Even though, okay, so now you're talking about one of those teams in that top eight having to open up with best two out of three on the road. You don't think Michigan can handle that? They could. I just don't see Notre Dame going through that. Against Michigan State? I I do see them going through that. I don't see them going through having to play on the road. Okay. Um, And then going on the road again to play a semifinal matchup. And then going on the road again to play in the championship game. Guess what, though? If you play, if you're going to win the national championship, you're going to have to go on the road a lot. You're going to be on a neutral site. You're going to you're going to be on the road. You're going to be on a neutral site. It, but still, tell tell me that Denver didn't have an advantage playing. In the- of course they did. That they was that it. was a neutral site. They earned it. That was a neutral site. Right. Well, only four teams could theoretically be quote at home. And. You know, if Penn State gets to a regional, they they'd be in Allentown, so that would be a home ice. Um, you know, I guess UConn, if they made it all the way through to regionals, would would be a home team because they're playing one of those things in, in in Bridgeport. And now you're talking about either Fargo or Manchester. Well, St. St. Cloud could consider Fargo a home game, and uh, so could North Dakota. They both could consider it. Okay, but once again, we're talking about a situation where um, North Dakota would have to open up at St. Cloud State and win two out of three there. And go to the frozen face-off. Then go to the frozen face-off. And win two games. And win two more games. You think that's unlikely? The way they're playing? Well... That, I didn't say that. I said, do you think that's unlikely? Not just the way they're playing now, but they're North yes. Dakota and they're going to the play. Moment, yes. And, and they're going to play in the frozen faceoff. Uh, at the moment, I don't see they've been there. out of the first round. They've been there. I know they've been there. I they've got experience. I, I, I understand that. I said and, it was, it's unlikely. And I don't want to play them in March. I don't care where you play them at. I don't want to play them in March. Well, you're better off playing them in your building than theirs. Really? This year? <laughs> Not so much. Not uh, so again, much. Postseason, different story, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I just think that you, this year is going to be such a topsy-turvy year because of the parity, because of the COVID extra year, because of everything, the transfer portal. Everything is going to be the perfect storm this year, and you're going to see things happen um, on the way to the national tournament and in the national tournament that you probably haven't seen, if ever, a long, long time ago. That's okay, just I'm my gut it. feeling. For, for I know you are. I'm just saying, like, that, that's why it, it doesn't, it, it's not chalk this time. 
Uh, it's oh, going it to be battles. No, it, it does not. Was no. Ask ask if Duluth won a national championship once, being the last team. In. Ask yeah, if Yale won a national happen? championship, how being the last team out. <laughs> We're not talking about how often it happens. You just told me it's always chalk, and I just said no, it's not always. It's, yeah, it's unfortunately it majority of, of the time it is, but 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 this year is different, Paul. It's different parity. It's a different team uh, everywhere that you look. Um, and I would give a lot of teams a lot more credit this year to an opportunity to make the national tournament and win a national championship than I have ever done it in the last 50 years. Well, listen, I mean, uh, listen, uh, listen, I, you know me, I like the chaos. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this could be the year of chaos. So you're probably going to love it. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and talk about what's going on this weekend. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie. Scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey players, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Question, comment, let us hear from you on our message line at 303-943-3772.
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Tuesday night. It means it is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a parking lot in Chandler, Arizona, as it's uh, a balmy 55 degrees and dark right now. Uh, my longtime co-host, Paul Horns, at a beautiful island they call Long Island in New York. And, uh, Paul, uh, how's the weather on Long Island? Cold. Okay. Not Snow? as not as as it is about four hours north of here, but um, <laughs> getting snow yet, or is that waiting for the weekend? No, 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 no. There were reports that it could snow by the end of this week, but those have turned to rain at least uh, downstate. Okay, up there, but up there where they have snurt. Oh yeah, or at least where I took that picture and sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that what they call it? nonsense? That's what I call it: snow and dirt mix. We call it a snurt. Okay. <laughs> I do anyway. Uh, anyway, um, big hockey again, uh, full-time um, conference play for everybody that has a conference. Unfortunately, we've got some teams in our coverage area that do not have conferences, um, more than half of our teams, actually, both the Alaskas, Lindenwood, and Arizona State. Um, let's start with Arizona State and work our way out there playing RIT, as I mentioned. Well, yeah, I, but- uh, those I plan to play them. Yeah, I plan to uh, see them at Mullet Arena and uh, see what um, what RIT looks like against a, a team. I think it's getting healthier. It's just too bad that the the, the injury bug hit them when it did because they had they had some real opportunity earlier on in the season. Well, listen, we 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 know that. Um, I I think, and I kind of heard it on. Uh, earlier tonight from some other places um i i think the lack of experience in these types of situations has definitely been a a factor in a negative way uh, for asu hopefully um, they learn from this year and get the chip on their shoulder Let me ask you this, Paul, when, before you go on on that that topic. But uh, a lot of people said, um, oh, look at that schedule. Look how many games they're playing at home in Mullet Arena. Yeah. Did that add pressure to these guys to to win at home? And maybe, um, you know, Oceanside was their comfort zone, and they had uh, distinct advantages inside Oceanside. Um, Mullet is very familiar to a lot of the big time programs because of the fact it's good ice surface. It's, you know, the sight lines are very good. Um, you know, it's new, it's exciting that I don't think there's a home ice advantage built yet. I, I don't think ice was the issue at Oceanside though, either. No, but the, I'm talking about the corners and I'm talking about the low ceiling. That's all part of the ice to well, me. Like I said, it, it Maybe this is a bigger learning curve than people thought. Yeah, I I think it is. I think I, I think there's just too much added pressure, and not enough. You know, I mean, uh, and I'm going to use Mike Hastings against as an example. And I talked to him. His guys felt unbelievably comfortable in Mullet. He knew it was going to be a tough place to play. He acknowledged the fact that the fans got into it. He also acknowledged the fact that if he could take the fans away in any stretch that they would be better. But as far as the facility, the locker room, the ice surface, the building, 
it they were very very comfortable in it. Well, of course. I mean, I think you. Okay. Well, now let me to, move you. Let me you move you back to, to Oceanside. You have to build a home ice advantage. Yes, and I think that's where this season hurt, uh, as far as the Sun Devils go, because they had a lot of home games. They had a lot of great talent coming in here, but after the first couple of weekends, the uh, the home ice advantage being new and and uh, pumped up kind of wore off, I think. Oh, I mean, you you you've heard other teams go in there and be like, oh, "This was this was an unbelievable atmosphere." They all told me that. Everyone that I talked to. Well, um, you were there, and and, and we, we you can say that, but. You, you would have a better feel for how much of that was truth and how much of that was political spin. Well, everybody that talked to me, Paul, I believe 100% truth. I think they were telling me exactly how they felt about that building and the fact that, uh, you know, even even the tournament, um, Michigan Tech told me, hey, it was great being in an NHL locker room. Uh, that was cool. Boston U said it was nice to be in, a, in, in an environment like this. Um, Air Force Frank raved about okay, it. Well, uh, matter of fact, what did he say? What did he say, Paul? What is he looking forward to in the future? Um, playing more games there. No. What does he want in the future? Out west. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought we were done with talking about those things. <laughs> no, I, I just want to throw that out there. So he feels very comfortable out there, and he said he he would love to see a Pac-12 conference and be a part of that. Well, like I said, I thought we were done talking about that. We are done talking about it, but I just want to throw that out there because it ties into the arena. But anyway, I, I think a combination of injuries and um, maybe inexperience and probably the added pressure of playing in a new building um, may have taken its toll. I, I'm going to say the injuries are number one, though, because some of the guys that they lost at the time they lost them um, really, really put them behind the eight ball. Well, let's 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 say this, okay, and, and and we can go to other teams after this, because there's a bunch of big games, obviously, as we get into the heart of conference season. Um, ASU has six games where they can really affect other teams getting into the tournament for sure. Go out and play. Go out, and if you're pissed off about how the season's gone. Don't be, don't be glum. Be pissed off. Go out there and be like, this is never going to happen again. Uh, be, be Denver Pioneer style over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> well, whatever. I, I, whatever, you, whatever style you want to call it. I mean, they got a big road trip themselves this week up at St. Cloud. Let's go there. Let's, let's go to them next. We know what ASU has to do. We know how we'd like to see them play. Let's go see what the Pioneers do going to St. Cloud State. How big, and can they continue these 7 nothing routes? No, they're not. They're, yeah, they're not even with Hobie? Not even with Hobie Thompson? Who? <laughs> Tristan Bros, Hobie Thompson, Jared Wright? Who? I heard of Bros and I've heard of Jared Wright. Who's the I I don't know who that other guy Hobie. Hobie Thompson. Aiden Hobie Thompson, we just like to call him. No, you like to make ridiculous <laughs> nicknames. Um, talk to me in a couple of years. Well, the, we're not talking about a couple of years from now. Once again, you said we're not talking about that stuff right now. We're talking about it on the ice. 
Denver, well, okay. Denver, okay. He's still pretty darn good on the ice. Yeah. Denver can pretty much salt away the top spot in the conference with four or five points this weekend. Don't think they don't know it, Paul. Of course they know it. Don't think they don't know it. Of course and they And don't think that they're not still going to come with everything they got. Of course they know it. And, and also don't think if there's a team built to play on that ice, of course like St. Cloud, it's the Denver Pioneers. Of and that's not even the biggest series in the conference this weekend. Tell me about the bigger one. Uh, there, I don't think there's any question that Western being at CC is the biggest. <laughs> is the, Coach is the biggest. Mayot, we, uh, we got you covered, my friend. Uh, okay. Um, because right now they're battling for the 4-5 spot. You want that home ice advantage in the first round uh, to give you a better chance to move on to the frozen face-off. Okay. It won't be decided this weekend. But man, four you or can five take a step for, towards it, can't you? Four or five points for either one of these teams this weekend is a big, big step towards getting that home ice in the first round. Totally agree. Ed Robeson Arena will be rocking. Okay, um, you know this is this is what and 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 this is what you play for. So, no excuses this weekend for anybody. CC's got the games at home. Take advantage, guys. All right, you heard it. West- Paul Hornstein giving you the uh, the pep talk. Well, listen, Western's got to come in, and even if they go in and come in to, go in tomorrow to get ready for Friday, it's still not like playing a game in that altitude. You got to take it to them, especially on Friday night. Yep, and I think the sponge is going to be ready for them. <laughs> that was a heavy sigh. Caden, the sponge, and Barrico. Um, we'll see. I think Hunter McCowan and his teammates, I think uh, Patrick Kazi, the Long Island kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. will be ready to uh, to play as well. Uh, I really like Noah Laba. I think Noah's really come along a long way. I think the whole freshman class has come a long way for the uh, Tigers, and I think they're going to continue to uh, to roar. How about that? Yeah, that one was for you, uh, Coach uh, well, <laughs> Coach Benino. He likes to give me the roar. And and by the way, you know, and and um, the 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 once vampires hosting, uh, you know, going on the road to Grand Forks, uh, a big series in a different. You way. think Grand Forks is angry? Oh, Are the sure, fighting oh, sewer angry? I'm sure the fighting sewer fighting mad. <laughs> I said fighting soon. It just went right through. I love it. Um, anyway, okay. So let's stay uh, with the uh, the Colorado theme. How about our Air Force Falcons? Score some goals. I mean, they're hosting Niagara. Um, if they if if Air Force doesn't get four or five points this weekend, they're done. Yeah, as Coach Territory told me a couple weeks ago, they'll be uh, on the golf course early. They're already six points behind Canisius. Now, I know they have those two games to make up with them, but you can't keep falling further behind. You just can't. You have two hand on Bentley. You have the two games with Canisius coming up to catch you up with the other teams there. Now, they got a bad break with Niagara beating up, although Niagara and Army are just – are basically 12 points ahead of 
Kanisha of Air Force and and seven and six points against the other teams. But you know, right now that's a you know depending on what happens in those games with Canisius, Air Force just needs as many points as they can get. And right now, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. Army got one point tonight for an overtime loss. Yeah, I think the uh, the work is definitely cut up from it. Uh, Coach Territory told me as a classic that that was the start of their tournament, um, and they came away with no points, uh, no wins. So then they went on the road to Holy Cross, no more wins again. So their start to the tournament has not been not been great, and I think you're 100% right. I think this is a do-or-die weekend. Uh, to keep their hopes alive for even being able to play in their own conference tournament. Did you mute again? I don't. Sometimes I forget that I mute myself. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they have to. They, You're just getting old. I am. They just need to take that first. You know, they got to take that first step. Um, and you know, they've got. They they're really really up against it. Yep, totally agree. Okay, so let's move on. What are our Lindenwood Lions doing this weekend? I don't know. I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> they are traveling to Long Island, New York. Our own Paul Hornstein is going to be there. Paul, which direction are you going to hold your phone when you do the interview? Um, whichever. The opposite Say horizontal. Of you tell me. Say horizontal. <laughs> the opposite of whatever way you yeah, tell me. Exactly. 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 Horizontal would be the way to do it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on that as a preview. What What do you expect? Because you've been to Northwell. It's been a little while, but you've been there. What, what are the Lions going to get when they face off against the uh, the uh, Sharks? Well, I think you're 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 going to get two teams that that work. All game long, they don't, they don't take any time off. They work 60 minutes a game. Um, Lindenwood scores a little bit more than LIU does. LIU plays much more defensive style. That should be a clash in my book. Um, and I think that you, you'll, you'll have a series where at least for one weekend – both teams are playing against the team they think that are they're at the same level of, and that's not to knock anybody in particular. No, it's just it's just where they are in their evolution, right? And you know, considering that you know the first two years LIU was around, it's been COVID and sort of COVID, and sort of you know uh, trying to get feel their way through things. You know, I okay. That. That's fair. Now tell me what uh, what's going on in the great state of Alaska, Paul. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, both teams are off this weekend yeah. as they prepare to face off against each other uh, in the Governor's Cup battle, which has already been decided, but will uh, yeah, but will still don't, be don't, don't still be a battle. A second, of course it will be. Don't think for a second that uh, the Sea would not relish wrecking the Nanook season. And that could happen. If they did that, that could. could wreck their season. Of course it, it could. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be a battle, but that's two weeks down the road, not this weekend. So they will get rested up. They will get uh, ready to go 
for next weekend. Maybe we'll get one of them on Sunday night since they'll have the weekend off. Maybe we can get a coach or somebody on. Uh, we'll work on that, or I'll work on that. Um, so uh, that's all of our teams. But some big news broke today, yeah. and you got it. Tell us what happened uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Well, uh, for those of you that don't know, um, the Tommies of St. Thomas got announced a $75 million donation to help them build a new building, a quote-unquote multi-purpose building for hockey, basketball, and you know things like graduations and, and that sort of stuff. And... Um, would that be a multi-purpose arena? Um, okay, you could call it that if you want. Okay. I'm sure it'll have naming rights. It won't be as cool as a mullet, well, but well, it'll be cool. They've already named it. What's it called? I didn't hear that. Uh, well, it, uh, based on the $75 million donation given to them by, uh, uh, by the way, a West Point graduate, by the way. <laughs> Smart guy, apparently. Yeah, Lee and Penny Anderson Arena is at least what they're calling it for now. Okay. All right. So, um, it's supposed to be a $175 million building. They've got 75 already. And you know as well as I do that if they weren't ready to go with that, the rest of that money, that they wouldn't have made that announcement. No. Heavens no. And, no, oh, it's... by the way... Um, the last thing St. Thomas needs, uh, by all accounts, is more money. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. And hopefully, um, there might be some people across town that are a little pissy today. Too bad. Get over it. Again. <laughs> across the river, you mean? Well, whatever. I don't know. Once again, I don't know the geography <laughs> like you do. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's exciting for them because we know Augustana's building's coming on next year. Right. What are they? Oh, wait, what are they going to do in the CCH? Are they going to have nine teams? They're going to have a problem scheduling unless they pick oh. up that tenth. Rick Zombo, yeah. are you putting your application in? All right. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun to watch the Linden with Lions battle in the CCHA. Well, oh my all, goodness! First of all, you know Linden has the advantage that nobody else has. You can't get more centrally located than Lindenwood. You no. could geographically no. fit in just about any league. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. No doubt about it. Okay. And um, apparently, um, Lindenwood is going to have some sort of uh, Zombo. Uh, Coach Zombo is going to have some sort of uh, fundraiser. Uh, right up his February. alley. That's what he loves the most is fundraising. Well, Forget the like X's this. and the O's and the motivating and all that. He'll he like likes this. the fundraising the best. Oh, he'll like this. He'll like this because it's uh I, I can't remember what the hell is the guy's name. Uh they're having some sort of fundraising dinner with the guy that uh, that uh built the St. Louis program years and years ago. Yeah, you sent me that. You sent me the little yeah, flyer. I, just, I can't remember 
what the guy's name was. And now I got to look because uh, <laughs> it's bugging me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, Bill Selman. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, that's why I think that uh, they'll he'll like that. Um, in the middle of February, um, and it's at a restaurant, so he's going to get a steak and some wine and. Hey, you know what? You've got the perfect opportunity to ask him this weekend. Oh, I'm going to ask him about this. <laughs> I am going to ask him about this. Ask him about his swag, too. Ask him if he's got any swag from Lindenwood. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not he doesn't you. care about swag. I'm not you. He does not care about swag in the least. No, I know, but I'm, once again, I'm not you. The people walk up to me and hand me things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But um, no, very, very interested to 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 to, to go there this weekend. And, and progress is being made in Augustana too. They continually are working on that building. It's going to be up and ready to go uh, by next fall. I'm sure it is. I mean, I haven't looked at the webcam, but you know, I I don't. Don't you, sure. those guys are chomping at the bit. I, I said they've done that right from the start by hiring their coach early and all that. They are building a program from the ground up, but they're going to hit the ground running. You asked Coach Zombo this a couple of weeks ago. He said, where are you in this uh, building stage, this infancy uh, of a hockey program? What did he tell you, Paul? Uh, that they're running. Yeah, they're well, you know what? Augustana is going to start running. They're not even going to crawl or walk. They're just going to start on a sprint. Well, I, I, I get that. I mean, um, you know, they once again they're they're starting with some of those advantages that that uh, you know most teams don't have, right? I mean, they're they're going to have a building, they're going to have a league. Oh, I thought you meant being in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. No, um, <laughs> you know. They have a USHL team right there in their back, backyard. Yeah, I know. And um, they got another couple of teams not far away from them. Uh, they will be going to Mullet next year. Yeah. Next season, late January. Imagine that. They chose late January to go there. Well, listen, they're going to be in a nine-team league, so somebody's got to play. Somebody, somebody has to. Yeah. yeah. Odd numbers. See how that see how that works? Yeah, odd numbers so sends themselves. There are plenty of independent teams to 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 go and and do this. So, you know, um, and and I'll sit there and 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 like I said, I mean, I don't know what the weather's been like in Sioux Falls, but I'm sure. That <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? It's been miserable. Just ask them how much snow and wind they got. Yeah, but I don't think that stopped them from putting up the building. They got they got snow and wind piles or snow piles about as high as uh, the top of a forty foot tree. No, I, I well, yeah, screw that. Um, once again, uh, I'll sit here and tell you that it probably hasn't stopped them from putting the building up, though. No, no, they I'm keep sure going. They put, I'm pretty sure they put up that foundation and the outside of that building fast, so they could work on it throughout the winter. Bingo, and and, and get the inside going so yep absolutely correct all right anything else you got before we say good night uh no i think we got it all I, I think we pretty much got it all one more shout out to dom 
and the great job he did this this past yeah, weekend. I, was, I thought that was unbelievable. When I saw Dom up there, not only is he a good-looking dude sitting in that press box and the, the broadcast deal. booth, but goodness gracious, what a great job he did for really his first experience in calling a game. And you know what? He didn't even break out and, and give us a, a starting lineup like he would normally do in the locker room. I was a little disappointed in that part. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> I love it, Dom. Keep up the good work, my friend. Hopefully we can get him on to talk about it in the next week or two. That would be fantastic. We will work on that. We will work on bringing Dom Garcia on and, and see if he can tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you know, it was just MLK Day. We uh, I was over at uh, the um, Akershire Arena, and they, they uh, of course, referenced Willie O'Ree as always, as they should every MLK. They should do that every day. Every day. Uh, he is just such a solid player, but um, so anyway, um, th- we'll, we'll hope to do that. We'll hope to get Dom on and talk about it and find out how this broadcasting career thing is going. Yeah, I look, I look forward to finding out how, how, it, how it came about and what it was like. And, and once again, I'll tell you that he did a tremendous job. So, And you know, how, you know how picky I am about that. I know how hard you are to impress is what I know. Okay, so. Rick, Zombo, better work it on it this weekend because you got somebody you got to impress. He doesn't have to impress me. <laughs> he had to impress broadcast. me. Ask him. He's not doing a broadcast. Ask him. Ask him if he had to impress me. I'm just hoping to get him to talk. <laughs> Good luck with that. All right. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Weekly. Brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 of Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And buy M-Drive. Go to mdrive.com and see which M-Drive formula is for you. And buy College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time HockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download wherever. You get your podcasts from search, subscribe, rate, and review. Help people find ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Once again, that's ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey West. 
Very well done, my friend. Uh, we appreciate the fine words of uh, a great listener in Fred Garcia. So, Fred, if you're still listening, uh, hook us up with Dom, will you? We'd love to have him on and uh, and chat with him a little bit next week. So, reach out to uh, either Paul or myself, and uh, let, let's make this happen. We got to we got to bring him on and find out about this casting career. Okay, we'll say good night with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night. Uh-huh.